I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the news du jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So yesterday's episode ran really long. I'm going to try to avoid that today, but we do have a bunch of really interesting stories and kind of some funny content today towards the end. So let's get into it. First up, we do have one mini story. In a change of heart, Turkey has announced that they will actually back Sweden in becoming a part of NATO. So this is really great news, you guys, because previously Turkey was the biggest obstacle to Sweden getting into NATO and NATO expansion is always good. You know, it's a bigger alliance, more people to depend on. And so it was a bummer that Turkey was kind of blocking this this um, alliance. Anyway, the NATO Secretary General called it a, quote, historic step, end quote, and it certainly is. The expansion of NATO, however, is sure to anger Vladimir Putin, who we will be talking about a lot in this episode. Stay tuned. So first up, I did want to issue a content warning for this story. It involves the sexual assault of minors as well as physical assault of someone in prison. So Larry Nasser has been stabbed in prison, you guys. It's taking every fiber of my being to refrain from screaming karma's a bitch right here at the top of the story. But for the sake of the people who might care about Larry Nasser and for the fact that he is still a human being, I'm going to restrain myself. But damn, it's going to take some effort. Larry Nasser, the prolific child predator who sexually assaulted hundreds of women and girls has been stabbed repeatedly in prison. Surprising? Not so much. We all know that prison is not a happy place for people who harm kids. Tragic? Well, I won't be shedding a tear. Nasser is reportedly in stable condition following what's being described as an altercation. But from what I've seen of Nasser, you know, I've watched video footage of him in the courtroom and talking He definitely seems like a coward, not making eye contact, looking down as he talks, stumbling over words, etc. So I don't really see him as the type who might be provoking this or confronting someone in prison. But that is just my my intuition, my guess. I definitely could be wrong. He maybe could have provoked it. This man upset so many women, though, so much so that 150 of them lined up to give victim impact statements in court. Sexual assault is a crime that most victims never want to talk about, let alone in a court of law. It can be very difficult for them to do that. So the fact that there were 150 women who wanted to publicly talk about the abuse, well, 
let's just say that says a lot about how prolific his abuse was and how deeply impacted these women were by his abuse. He also was found to be in possession of 37,000 images of child pornography, you guys. So due to the federal charges of child pornography, Combined with all the sexual assault charges, Nasser will likely never see the world outside of prison. But for now, he's in a prison hospital. And next up for today, I did want to touch on climate disasters continuing. You guys, this is such a hard topic for me because on the one hand, every single day, there is more than one climate disaster to touch on, to talk about. But it's just it's ongoing. It's never ending. And so I'm trying to figure out how much I want to touch on these and talk about them. As of right now, I'm going to bring up ones that I think are significant and might have like a larger impact and go from there. But anywho, if you guys want to weigh in on that, I would love any feedback. But for today's episode, we are just going to be going over the upstate New York flooding and Florida's toxic slime. Let's get into it. So again, I'm just going to touch on each of these stories, but the flooding in upstate New York, you guys, is creating what people are calling a, quote, complete disaster, end quote. So the waters are so strong right now that they are sweeping away cars and causing trees to fall over. Homes have damaged like entire walls knocked out and there is still a ton of rain upcoming in the forecast. So the floods and mudslides are set to continue. This obviously has tons of ripple effects from impacting the ecosystem to transportation issues with flights canceled, trains delayed, and roadways completely impassable. So, I mean, that's just to name some of the ramifications of this. I'm sure that the water supply might be threatened. I mean, there's a lot. Um, And again, I can't go into every detail of every natural disaster because there's probably so many other ones occurring right now. So I just wanted to make you guys aware of some of the more severe ones. And upstate New York, you guys, is getting hit hard. And that leads me to Florida's toxic slime. So do you guys remember like back in the day when people were getting slimed on Nickelodeon? Well, basically when I was a kid, some of you may be too young to remember this. Wow, I cannot believe I'm saying that. But there was this green gooey substance that they would pour onto people on this channel called Nickelodeon when we were kids and it was kind of like a fun thing maybe they'd be answering questions and if they got the question wrong they get slimed something like that I think they still do this at like the teen choice award type things that are run by Nickelodeon but anywho if you can imagine that substance oozing out of a Florida lake that is a pretty good picture of what we are dealing with down in Florida. It's basically this algae that it's blooming at a rate that has not previously been seen. It it happens every year, but right now it is just at a sky high, never before seen level. And this is actually incredibly early in the season to be seeing this algae at all. So this is very alarming to environmentalists. The algae is very stinky and it is you know, making the whole place smell bad in that area. It's killing animals in the area, even household pets, and just generally disrupting the ecosystem, which 
as I remind you guys every single time, is incredibly delicate. You know, small changes can cause a lot of damage. They have a lot of ripple effects. Even humans in this area are seeking medical help for symptoms from the algae, like eyes burning and things of that nature, throats burning. So this is not a good pattern to be putting in place if this is what the future looks like. This toxic algae is really disrupting things. So just wanted to keep you guys posted on all that. And that's it for climate today. And now we will head over to Putin, 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 you guys. So I don't mean to laugh at this. Obviously, this guy is crazy, but some aspects of this story are comical. That said, we're going to start off with the more serious aspects. Yesterday marked 500 days of war in Ukraine. I remember when friends, even friends in the political space, were saying that there wasn't going to be a war. And now look at things. Over a year of bloodshed and destruction. That said, I wanted to let you guys know that news has come out revealing that Putin met with Prigozhin, the guy who was the head of the Wagner group who invaded Russia. They met in the days following that invasion. There were, according to the New York Times, 35 people involved in a meeting that lasted three hours on June 29th. But no one knows where the meeting took place or even the specifics of what was discussed. But a representative from the Russian government has said that, quote, the president gave his assessment of the company's actions, end quote. This is kind of mind blowing, though, you guys, if we think about it. So let's think about it for a second. As we know, Putin is an incredibly spiteful personality with an incredibly fragile ego. So if he was able to sit down with like his enemies, these guys who embarrassed the shit out of him by nearly taking over his country in the span of two days, well, it must mean that they wield some pretty serious power over him. It means that Putin is desperate to remain in their good graces rather than make them a true enemy even though they've definitely earned his ire. After all, these guys were responsible for the single win that Russia's had on the battlefield in Ukraine as of late, and they showed Putin that they are capable of invading Russia and even welcomed there. So Putin has a lot to lose by taking them on head to head, and thus he opted to air out their grievances and put the conflict behind them rather than actually take them on. This is really crazy to me, though, and it does show the true power of the Wagner group. And that leads me to another crazy story about Putin that I heard today. So apparently in some leaked documents, it was revealed that Putin has a secret train. And not only is it secret, but to quote Mean Girls, it's full of secrets. The train contains a spa, a gym, and what is being described as beauty equipment. Guys, I cannot make this shit up. I am a beauty addict, and yet I was like, you know, really trying to think what they could have meant by beauty equipment like a 
facial steamer or something like that. And it turns out it's some type of radio frequency device that is supposed to make your skin more taut and less wrinkled or saggy. And there's also a Turkish steam bath in the facility and a massage room, things like that. They're calling this train a ghost train, though, because officially it doesn't exist. They don't want it to be tracked, although it looks like any other regular train from the outside. You see, Putin prefers to travel by train because it is just so much more anonymous. With planes, as soon as that baby takes off, you're on the record. There's radar tracking your every move for air traffic control purposes. And that is just not the case with trains. So trains as a means of transport really allow the Kremlin to fly under the radar. The train is also reportedly fitted with these alert systems throughout that help to detect listening devices as a result of Putin's infamous paranoia. Ultimately, he is losing political power lately. He's losing the war and he is losing popularity in Russia, which was not great to begin with. All of this has to be freaking him out. So if he was paranoid before, he is definitely paranoid now. And maybe he's just trying to relax with some salt rocks and massages, apparently. And what's making all of this even more funny to me personally is that Putin is denying that this train exists, which is such a classic move by the Kremlin to deny, deny, deny. The reason that's funny to me is just like, own it, you know, say, yeah, I'm a facial guy. So what? Or say it's for your wife or something. But instead, he's making it so much more embarrassing by denying that the train even exists. He is honestly comical to me at this point, you guys, except that he is waging a very not funny, very real war on innocent people. So I personally wish he would stay in his spa train a little bit longer, calm the fuck down and stay out of the war room. But that's just my two cents. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, tenderness is a virtue. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugarfreemedia. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok. Any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup. He has a little separation anxiety and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh. Oh.